0: The mindset that we have going into a problem makes a big difference, and it makes a difference not only to the outcomes that we're going to experience, but it makes a difference to our health, um, our psyche, our mind, our internal. So so in business, as you're growing your business and you're growing yourself, uh, you really want to be thinking about... How am I being intentional with what I'm feeding my heart, my soul, and my mind? And am I giving myself the benefit of the doubt? Am I saying, like, listen, I'm new here, so it's gonna take time, so it's okay. Welcome to Building Bigfoot, the podcast to grow yourself and your business profitably. So I've been asked now to do a solo cast, and this is not something I've done before. It's not something I'm experienced at. So uh, I hope it goes really well, and so I'll, I'll kind of kickstart off with this, which is so. Today, I was on this meeting with uh, another super smart guy, uh, you know, pretty big in the industry of uh, real estate tech, and he was kind of starting um, the meeting from this perspective that uh, surprised me. And he he basically said, "He's like, I've been to all these events, I've been to this event, I've been to that event." And the, the feeling that I have, he was saying, this is his perspective, the feeling I have is that we are going into a season where, uh, where people are going to be hurting. And as a result of, uh, of, of this season that we're going into, I want to change the way that I'm talking about things so that I really focus on uh, the pain that people are, are, are going through or are about to go through. And it made me, uh, I didn't sit well with me. Let's just say that. And the reason it didn't sit well with me is because I know this mindset. I've been in business for long enough. I started my first business in, uh, 2005 or 2006 and I've never stopped. I've been in business ever since. And, uh, so, so not quite two decades and, uh, self-employed the entire time, uh, you know, started, uh, with Stephen in 2009. And, you know, life is as it's been. And and one of the things is that I know that if you go into any season, thinking that the outcome is not going to be good, the outcome will not be good. But you can also go into any season thinking that the outcome will be good and create it to be the outcome that you desire to see. So a real simple example of this would be Uh, so Darren Hardy, he wrote the book Compound Effect. Um, Stephen and I, we were at an event, uh, for Darren Hardy and it was great. I mean, the content that he provided was awesome. And Compound Effect is considered one of the top business books that anybody should read. Like it's just, it's up there. It's one of the hundred classics and, uh, it has had a huge impact on the world. Well, Darren Hardy used to be a real estate agent and he said that going into, uh, December, January, February, most of the agents in his brokerage, they would kind of like dial things back a bit. And the reason they dialed things back is because they were preparing for a slow season. And they thought, okay, you know, December, January, February is going to be a slow season. So we'll just take it a little bit slower. It's going to be slower anyways. And Darren thought, well, what if I try an entirely different approach? What if I say December, January, February, what would happen if I actually put in the work to make it a busy season? And not only Did he have a busy December, January, February? It actually was the busiest season of his entire year. He did all the transactions. Uh, Everyone else had basically taken their foot off the gas pedal and he just poured gas into his, uh, his existing engines. And uh, and the results spoke for themselves. And the, the the point of it is, it doesn't really matter what market you're going into. It doesn't really matter what the news says or other people says or what a conference is is talking about. What matters is what we choose to do with the time that we have. We all have potential. We all have uh, the same amount of times in time of the day. We all have 24 hours. We all need sleep. We all wake up. We all go to work. What we choose to do with our actions makes a big difference. And the energy that we have starting before we take those actions makes a big difference as well. And it doesn't stop there, it starts there. And the point is, is that if you are growing as fast as the market, great. But that just means you're growing as fast as the market. But if you grow faster than the market, that's a measurable difference. And so whether or not a market's going up or going down, the question is, is what am I doing to make my business grow more than the market that I'm in? Now, the other analogy that I, I, I think is really helpful when you think about this is that of football. Which is who are you speaking to? Who is the mindset of the person that you're um, you're communicating with? And if you think about the NFL, you have the NFL, you have college pro football, you have high school, school football. Each of these different um, categories are totally different. So if you if you go to speak to Uh, college pro or high school, you can say to them, listen, not every one of you is going to make it. You're going to have to work really, really hard to make it. But if you're speaking to the NFL, the athletes in the NFL have made it. The question is not, will I make it? The question is, what am I going to do with the time that I have now that I'm here? And that's an important question. And that's the question I want to propose to you, because if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're one of the people who has the mindset the, the mental fortitude to truly be successful in business and uh, successful in all things in life, really. And the reality is you're here to learn hungry, humble, smart is, i listened to uh, uh, um, Patrick um, uh, uh he, he talks about that, the hungry, humble, smart model, which is if a person is hungry, meaning that they have a desire to, to, um, to grow and to succeed, if they're humble, meaning that they are socially uh, they, 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 they're not like inflated or, you know, and, and they're willing to learn and they're coachable and they're smart, meaning that they are, um, aware of, of how they have an impact in the room around them. And they're constantly trying to learn. Um, there's nothing that they can't achieve. If you hunger, humble, smart, there's this, um uh, kind of, pivot for a second here something this is a really interesting stat so there's a study I, I recently been looking into which is about IQ now IQ is something I'm, I'm interested in in general and uh, you know because it's just it's so fascinating and bizarre when I was in um, university I I went to university I wasn't a very committed student and I flunked out of university within two years and uh, I was basically put on um, academic probation and it was a big shock to my system because uh, in high school, I was a very lazy student. So I, I got straight A's, but not because I was um, super disciplined or had work ethic or uh, was super bright. I just got lucky. I, I, I The way that teachers would teach was the way I learned, and it just worked for me. And then when I got to university, uh, I applied my no skills and my no work ethic to my life in university. And uh, it didn't work out great. And... I ended up, um, I, you know, getting kicked out of university. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at my textbooks, and they were as brand new as when I bought them because I never opened them. And uh, was well, not true. I, I remember opening like my biology textbook once and lucking out because I read uh, there was this like two pages that were colorful and they were different pages from the rest of the biology textbook. And so I read that one um, that one section. And when I went to the uh, do the exam. Uh, I, uh, I ended up doing okay on that exam because there was a big part of the exam which was specific to those sections. And the reason that it was there is the professor wanted to see, see if people were actually studying uh, and reading the uh, textbook and because <laughs> it wasn't being taught in class, the section. And so I, I, I did really well on that test. So I, I did okay, but but the most part, I, I, I did poor enough that they were like, you need to leave. So... Um, so I'm, I'm out of university and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, man, uh, that's a big hit to my, um, my self-confidence and, you know, and then I start to ask myself, okay, where's my work ethic? It wasn't there. Where's my discipline? It wasn't there. Where's my, like, what, what was like, what can I do to change my outcomes if I were to go back to university? So I went to construction. I worked for a little while in construction. This is back in 2004 and, uh, it was great time. I loved it. Really, really love construction. I thought, you know what? Actually, maybe I could create a career in construction. Who knows? Maybe I'll become an architect. So I go back to university and I start working there. But I take it seriously this time. I took it way more serious. I uh, uh, had this professor who was very, very uh, articulate and also, uh, how do you say it? Very controversial. She, she, she was from Turkey. She was a, she, her name was uh, uh, Dr. Ilkay. She was uh, very smart. Very, very controversial. And I disagreed with almost everything she said. And uh, But I couldn't debate her because I didn't know the content of the class. And so what I would do is I would go before the class, I would grab my textbook and I would read the chapter like thoroughly. So I felt felt like I had at least a good grasp of that I had something I could talk to her about. So it didn't look like a... Um, you know, an idiot as I was challenging her on these concepts. Cause her her like she just very, very different worldviews when it came to certain things. And uh but that started to really accelerate my my learning and I was saying, okay, well, you know what? My grades are going up. I think this could work. So then I I left that. Um it was a university college. And I left that university college and I applied to um UBC the University of British Columbia. So UBCO and I, I got accepted there and I was um so I apply. So I start my my school there, and right away I was like, "Oh, this, I'm not getting the same grades here as I was getting uh, last year." And but I thought, I'm not going to like let myself uh, be limited by someone else's standards. I'm gonna. I want to get great grades. So again, I was more focused, more disciplined, um, and so I'm. Working really, really hard at my academic career because in my mind I'm thinking okay, I, I'm like either I'm going to go into architecture, or I'm going to go into something else, and I'm going to need good grades to do that. So it, I had a, I had a clear purpose for it, and I began to study, and my grades went you know slowly at first, but it went seventy percent average to seventy five percent average to eighty percent average to eighty five percent average, and you get the drift. And, and I. I graduated, I was among the top of my class, I got numerous accolades from, um, it was great, it was cool, but it wasn't easy. It was a lot of work. Every time I would try to improve my grade from 70% to 75%, it was the same amount of work as to get it from eventually 80 to 85 and so on. And the thing that I always find really interesting when it comes to IQ is that IQ is a test of your general knowledge. And I knew because of my experience in uh, high school, or not high school, in university, that general knowledge is not fixed. And so I started to get this hypothesis. And the hypothesis was that intelligence is something that anyone could develop. It didn't matter who you were. uh, It didn't matter what your starting point was. What mattered is that your brain was adaptable, and it was clearly able to learn. And I I, I started to, it came to this hypothesis, and the hypothesis turned to a belief, and the belief became really ingrained and rooted to almost every problem I ever faced after that, which is I believe that this is solvable, and I believe that I can grow and improve and learn from the challenges that I'm, I'm experiencing, and 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 then I'll get smarter and better. And I started to do a little bit of research at that time. Um, there wasn't really there wasn't really a lot of uh, a large body of work to support this hypothesis. So I kind of I wrote it down. I, I wrote some notes down. I recorded it, and um, essentially put it on the shelf as as this is an hypothesis. I would love to, to test it one day, um, but I do believe that the um, human brain is dynamic and that it's something that it could can develop. Well, fast forward to 2023, which is today, and there have been so many studies. It's nearly 2024. It's like there's been so many studies that have come out in the last decade, uh, which is really exciting because um, I, I kind of came to this hypothesis two decades ago. And it's just, it feels nice when you have this hypothesis and you start to see, you see the validation to the idea and be like, okay, no, I'm, I'm not crazy. There's there's something here. And the Science Journal, oh, what's it called? I forget the name. But anyway, they published in 2020. First, they published that they did a, um, uh, a study to say that that clearly um, neurogenesis, which is like the formation of new neural cells, which would need to exist if our brain is, um, is, is uh, plastic, is... Uh, they couldn't find any, so they were they were kind of confused, and so they put this big they put this uh, announcement that there was a study done and that there was no evidence of it, and that that had a big response. And so, an international study occurred the next year. So in 2021, they released a secondary follow up study, but this time the study was being done with multiple countries: the U.S., st- uh, Spain, a lot of different countries involved were in the study, and what they were looking at is could you find the formation of a baby new neuron in somebody who had an adult brain or older? And not only could they find it, they even found it in the brains of people who had uh, Alzheimer's. And now Alzheimer's is is essentially um, a a degenerative brain disease. And so the brain cells are dying. But what shows hope is that if there's new neurons being created, there's the chance that the brain can actually regenerate and, and become more healthy. And so this part's really, really fascinating. And so... Um, and the reason they, it turned out that they weren't able to find it in the, the original study was because it had to do with the chemical that the brain was being preserved in. So they were essentially doing a biopsy of, of, of brains, um, and the brain had been preserved in a chemical, and that chemical itself was actually eating the baby neurons before they were um, it was being uh, biopsied. And so there was no evidence, and then they found that out because when they were opening all the brains, any brain that was not stored in that chemical and stored in a different chemical— it was, um, it, it turned out to be, um, you know, that, that there was plenty of, of uh, baby neurons being formed. And it's such a fascinating outcome because it kind of tells us a little bit about studies too, which is it's always good to have multiple studies, not just one study, and then to like, to look and see, okay, what is this? Is not, is it true, but is it something that's consistent across all these studies? Um so anyway, so, so we know neurogenesis is a curse, and another field is starting to look at microtubules. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I find this really fascinating because it has to do with consciousness. And the original idea was that consciousness has something to do with um, your, your, um, your neurons firing. But if that were the case, when a person gets anesthetized, right, they should be conscious because their neurons are still firing. But that's but you're not you're not conscious and so what part of the brain is being turned off when a per, when, when you're being anesthetized and that should be related to consciousness and it turns out that inside the brain cell there's this thing called microtubules and they're really really little and um, essentially it, it deals with the way that uh, certain certain um, chemicals are being transferred throughout the um, without the internal of the cell. And so, there's something to do with the microtubule and consciousness, and then maybe it's related to the space between microtubules. And so, somehow consciousness is related to the space between. Anyway, I find that kind of really fascinating. So, there's another study that was done with IQ tests, and they found out that people who were incentivized monetarily increased their IQ by 10 points. So… That, that's interesting too right so if you if a person does an IQ test let's say their IQ comes out as like 120 or, or something you know or 100 um, and then they're 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 basically told um, if you do that same IQ test or an IQ test um, but you are paid money um, based on how you do that on that IQ test their IQ actually increased 10 points and that kind of um, goes to the, the point of motivation so um an IQ test is broken down by general knowledge. So it comes from this guy who was like in the 1900s or late 1800s. who first came up with the theory of, of general knowledge. And, um, and the idea was that somehow you could be looking at your, your marks and, and cross mark, you know, look across subjects and that's going to give you an average of what your general knowledge is. And then general knowledge became IQ and IQ got standardized. And essentially it's in our SAT tests. It's in all these different tests that are, they're out there. And, um, but I'm more interested not in whether or not IQ is what it is, because I, I kind of, I, I, I could, I don't really buy into it. I, I think that people's minds are so much more plastic than than we realize, and it's not really a number that matters. What matters is like the mindset that we have when it comes to learning. And here's another study um, that was done that I thought really, really interesting is that they uh, looked at uh, kindergarten classes and. In kindergarten classes, they would um, essentially tell kids um, in, you know, in, in one class, they would they would they'd mention something in one class, they wouldn't. And then the class they would mention is basically, listen, you know, you can get smarter as you learn, you will improve. And that's it. That's all they said to them. And in the classes that had teachers that, that said that to the students, they outperformed um, the other classes. And what was really interesting about this is actually it it outperformed, even in the zip codes that are historically underperforming, they would outperform the entire regional um, performance in in all given metrics. And so what that tells us is it's really a mindset. It's nothing else. It's a mindset, which is if a person believes that they can improve, they can improve. But if a person does not believe that they can improve, well, then the brain is going to get information, but it's going to essentially it's not going to know what to do with it. It's going to think it's useless because there's no positive reinforcement to it. And it's going to discard the information, which is essentially what's happening with Alzheimer's is that the brain is, is starting to decay and it's not, it's not using those neurons. Um, Something's happening there. And that the information is basically saying like the brain is not, it's not encouraging the creation of new neural pathways. It's not encouraging the the creation of new, new neurons. So another, um, I love studies. I, I'm, I'm, if I'm overwhelming you with studies, I apologize. Um, but I have another one for you. Uh, so there was a BBC reporter who uh, this was very recently, I think this was this year. Uh, she it wasn't a study, sorry, it was just an experiment. Um, so she was learning about uh, the brain and how it works and the pathways, and it was it was kind of interesting. And so she goes to uh, she gets her brain scanned and she gets one of those 3D scans, and so you can see the different parts of the brain and. You can actually see the size of the different regions in the brain. So you can see the amygdala, you can see the hypercampus, uh, you can see all the different ele- like the different parts of the brain. And um, the researcher said to her, "Here's what I want you to do for the next six weeks. I want you to practice mindfulness because mindfulness is a it's a skill that we can develop and." Uh, but it's taking a certain amount of concentration to not concentrate on anything. So it's it's um, so I want you to go do this. So she's like, okay, great, I'll go do that. So for six weeks, she practiced it once a day or however long she did it, just to practice kind of having control over her thoughts and uh, and in her day. And mindfulness mindfulness is something that you know has got um, all sorts of other studies related to it, but. She comes back six weeks later, and they scan her brain again. And um, this is like kind of shocking. Uh, her brain had changed. So her 3D image of her brain there were there were, there are parts of her brain like the amygdala um, and other and other parts that had actually either shrunken or increased. So the part of the brain that dealt dealt with stress had shrunken. In other words, she wasn't so stressed anymore. So the brain didn't need as much. Um, uh, you know, resources to that part of the brain. And that part of the brain had actually gone smaller, which is amazing. And then there was another part of the brain that was dealing with mindfulness that had actually expanded. And in other words, she had strengthened the neurons and the brain had increased in size in specific areas in, in her mind. Uh, that is, that's super fascinating, right? If you can actually visually see the transformation just from practicing something simple. Anyways, all that to say, uh, the mindset that we have going into a problem makes a big difference and it makes a difference not only to um, the outcomes that we're going to experience but it makes a difference to our, he- our health um, our psyche our mind our internal uh, one of the uh, so so in business as you're growing your business and you're growing yourself uh, you really want to be thinking about how am i being intentional with what i'm feeding my heart my soul and my mind and uh, and am I giving myself the benefit of the doubt? Am I saying, like, listen, I'm new here, so it's going to take time, so it's okay. There's another, um, look, which basically says, like, every, um, there's a study, basically, which looked and said, when every time we feel frustrated uh, because we're learning something new, that's literally the, the part of the brain that's saying, oh, what I used to know isn't working to solve this problem. It's okay to feel frustrated because that's the process where the brain is having to figure out new new patterns to solve this problem. And um, so, are we okay with being frustrated and okay with pressing on through that frustration until we crack that next um, that next solution? Uh, so this, yeah, again, so so anyway, I just want to share that concept uh, with you and and why it's so important. And you are. You are at the, at the NFL level. And when you're at the NFL level, nobody needs to tell you, like, go practice. NFL players, they show up before practice. Nobody needs to tell them, eat right. They eat right because they care. They're there for a reason. They got there for a reason. Nobody needs to tell them, like, you're a, you're a champion. They, they, they know that. But there is an element there which is really, really critical. So uh, the... New Zealand All Blacks. I don't know if you know the New Zealand All Blacks or not, but they are a uh, a rugby team that is they're they've basically got the record as the world's best rugby team. I, I'm a Springboks fan, and they're tied three to three for world titles. But you know, it is what it is. I I, I respect the New Zealand All Blacks. They are a fantastic team, and uh, so they have this this record for the world's best uh, team. And the captain was asked. Uh, so his name is, let me just have a look, Justin Marshall. So Justin Marshall, He's he was the uh, captain of the All Blacks when they were at the peak of their peak. And um, he was asked, like, when other teams played you, were they were they just afraid? Is that why you would dominate them? And he's like, no. It's like any team in the world, if you want to be the best, like you're going to relish the opportunity to play the best team in the world. They're not afraid of us. So it comes down to belief. There are teams like Wales, uh that has never won a game against the All Blacks in 70 years, 7-0. They've never won the game. So when they go to play the All Blacks, they have to go against themselves. They have to try to get outside of that mindset of, of cracking the I've never beat the All Blacks in the before. He says, He's like, I have watched games where the other team was better and they should have won but they didn't. And it all comes down to belief. And he said this, if you've got belief, you can do anything. And that's the key I want to leave you with uh, today. So I hope you have an awesome day. Go crush it with whatever you're doing. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this. This is a bit different of a format for me. I'm not used to it. And uh, let me know if this is something great. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I am so appreciative. I saw... Um, on the metrics i just looked at it earlier i think i grew like this podcast has grown 260 percent month over month on apple uh, on apple podcasts uh and so it's just really appreciate that i mean the guests that i've i've had uh on i've been just super generous with the, with the the topics that we've talked about and really open and i'm really enjoying this and i hope that you're enjoying this podcast as much as i am and again just really appreciate that uh, you're here and you're part of the story and uh go get it go, i'm looking forward to seeing what you build and uh, feel free to reach out to me and uh, happy to hear and, and cheer you on